It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. I'm alive. Hi, y'all. Sorry for the delay in getting the podcast out. I really hit the ground running. I promise I did. But I was so excited about creating a video for you that my audio ended up sucking. And I've been sitting on this gem of a podcast for a week and a half, maybe, because I'm trying to figure out how to fix the audio. And you know what I learned? You can't fix bad audio. So I'm making an investment this week. I'm buying some really good audio equipment. But in the meantime, please enjoy <laughs> enjoy this podcast, even though it's probably the worst audio quality that I've ever shared. But when you're done, go to YouTube. I've finally started a YouTube channel, and I'm feeding it with content, and one of them is Podcast 28 with my dear friend, Dr. V. So listen here and watch there. I'll catch you on the flip side. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toke. I'm gonna feed you a meal from Paul Prudhomme. Hi y'all, I'm Joe, your host in Canvas Lifestyle Guide, and we are easing ourselves into the new year with a special episode with one of my dearest friends and favorite people in life and cannabis, Dr. Monica Villalpando, PhD. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> She's so fancy. And I talk about her all the time, and I think you people weren't sure that she existed. Hi, this is her. I exist. <laughs> I affectionately refer to her as Dr. V. 
because when she was living in Belgium, finishing up her PhD, I was living in Italy and we were friends and I was there for her studying and her worrying and her getting ready. And so when she got her PhD, I was like, oh my God, you're Dr. V now. Like mm-hmm. I have this really cool friend. See, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to rewind back <laughs> earlier when we first met because, you know, being an expat um, can be lonely. And A, I'm like, I found a fellow American. And then <laughs> she's actually cool and she smokes pot. And so when we were having, you know, we met through a mutual um, Airbnb host and there's these dinners, they're drinking, and then all of a sudden it shifts to Italian and you're just sitting there. And it was so yeah. nice to have somebody to course with. And so you've been my partner in crime and through all my ups and downs of the past, what, five years? Six yeah. years now. Yeah. yeah, and the reason I'm in cannabis, I would still be, I would probably be sitting in a cubicle right now um, in my pharmaceutics job yeah. wanting to kill myself. You're so welcome, thank you. and you're welcome. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was so hell-bent on getting her out of big pharma and into cannabis because I knew we needed help in this space, and you're so meticulous and your skill set as a formulation scientist is so imperative to what we're trying to do as we build this industry and I just I couldn't imagine an avid pot smoker with your pedigree not being in the space well I think for me um I couldn't make the connection because I didn't understand or I wasn't aware of the medicinal properties and all the research, that, all the untapped research that's still out there, and and um, I just saw it as, like, I love getting high. Uh, initially, to start out with, it is my way to relax. I'm sort of a go-to all the time. Way too many activities. And when I smoke, it just kind of calms me down and helps mellow me out. Um, and so not realizing why I enjoyed it because of its therapeutic properties, yeah. I guess. And so once I started uncovering that, I'm like, holy shit, you know? And it's not just about getting high. There's a lot more to cannabis beyond THC. And so more people need to understand that. Well, and that was one of the things that I was really surprised about. And what actually made me feel like, oh, wow, I am an actual pot nerd, is that you, as a PhD scientist, didn't understand a lot about the endocannabinoid system and the different cannabinoids within cannabis. And so I, the fact that I had been studying that stuff, I just assumed that anybody that liked pot was studying that stuff. And shamefully, I wasn't. But I just didn't, you know, they don't teach you that in school, actually. Just um, connected with one of my close, my oldest friend from um, high school, and she's in medical school right now, and I asked her about it. What do they teach you about cannabis? She said, oh, it was part of our neurotox tox program. It was a brief, maybe a paragraph on it, and that's how it you know, affects your yeah. neurology. So how do they expect doctors to prescribe something that they don't study or they don't truly understand? So yeah. if there was just a huge, huge lack. There's a bridge, more bridging needed between um, like medical practitioners, researchers, and consumers. For sure. Yeah. And... And I'm trying to bridge that gap in, in the way that I know where I'm taking the kind of more crunchy science parts and, you know, I ask you tons of questions all the time. Like, okay, I read this. Like, what does that mean to me as a consumer? And then 
you know, I do that with a lot of people in the space and then try to digest all that and figure out a way to tell people that isn't boring or exhausting and frankly is quick and to the point because our attention spans are like this. Yeah. Especially if we're high. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also I mean, just the variety of cannabis products as is. And yeah. then on top of that with different different concentration, different cannabinoids, different terpene profiles, it's mm-hmm. just it's confusing. It takes a lot of time. You have to really be diligent or like identify, okay, this is what I'm interested in and then nail that. Otherwise you get lost in all the details. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been taking me a while to finally connect the pieces, and I'm still learning like crazy. Well, and I think one of the things that I'm most curious about is from you being in big pharma and in actually big pharma in Europe and, you know, the UK and in the United States and then transitioning into cannabis, what are like the big glaring things that you saw that either were a, oh my God, or, you know, like, yeah. wow, they're really advanced. Well, I'm actually going to answer your question differently because okay. I, from pharma, I had a little break in the electronic cigarette world at e-liquid manufacturing for nicotine. Yeah, that's right. And so that was the first, like, <gasps> you know, these people aren't following up to standards or quality practices and, you know, quality assurance type of traceability Testing, you know, they were, it was at the time, um, when did I start? In 2014, the Tobacco Products Directive in um, the EU had just come out. So all these manufacturers are trying to figure out and be compliant. So they're trying to, you know, build in these best practices. And that's when I got involved. And so that was the uncovering of, oh, wow, you know, this is done differently. Because I didn't know anything else but pharma. And I, you know, next to like aviation, it's the most regulated environment. There is. So this is very much regulated to an unregulated yeah. landscape. And now cannabis fell somewhere in, in the middle when I entered it. So maybe probably at the, you know, at the I entered the e-cigarette industry uh, very much in the infancy stage. Uh-huh. So I kind of saw the worst of it. And it's gotten way, 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 way better in the safety and the efficacy. There's so much more um, understanding of the tox implications. So... You know, they're a little bit ahead, but so now I'm coming back to an unregulated or, you know, not just recently yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> yes. environment. So, um, so there is a, a familiarity there. So I didn't have that shock value okay, that, um, that I did with, um, than I did when I entered the e-cigarette space. What I did find um, interesting uh, was when I started looking at these products and that's really when I, when it clicked for me oh, this is where I can help the industry because I'm going to dispensaries and seeing all of these product offerings. I was just massively unimpressed by the majority of the things that I saw. Mm-hmm. And not just in terms of the product, but also the packaging, the label claims, um, you know, just mm-hmm. no no consistency, no, yeah, no, you know, no traceability, no uh, expiration dates. Well, you know, when I that. moved... <laughs> right. Well, when I moved to... To Sonoma County in 2015, and I got my medical card. It was like hand wrapped brownies and Rice Krispies, and there was a you know a cooler where there were some other kind of edibles there, but it was all very rudimentary. And to think from then to now, 
it has been zero to 420. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything is sleek and slick and packaged and marketed. And you look like a kid in a candy store walking into a dispensary now. And to try to decipher what's good for me, what are good ingredients, what are good products, what does this mean, how is this going to make me feel, it's it's system overload. Yeah. And I feel like you know you may have some good tips for people as far as you see this, walk the other way, you know, don't or you know what are the things that you see that that are good right now and what can be better. Yeah. Well. Um, there are definitely, yeah, there's definitely a lot of improvement. So it has been fun. I actually went into dispensary yesterday and I was thinking, I'm so lucky to be able to be doing this because I just spent the holidays in Europe and yeah. I was like, I need my cannabis. Yeah. Well, and I had um, one of my friends called me a couple of days ago and she goes, you know what? It would be really cool if there was a cannabis product made of tea. <laughs> I was like, there's like seven of them. Yeah. I mean, how 20 probably across yeah, the country Yeah, if you can now. think of it, there's probably Yeah, I'm it. like, that does exist. <laughs> and it's just like, people have no clue what we have access to. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of the times, um, when I look at products, um, I start off looking at the packaging and what the intended delivery of that product is. So, for example, if I'm looking at a topical, um, I, you know, is it in a clear packaging? You know, because cannabinoids are prone to oxidation, light sensitive, so they will, it will degrade over time. So, so clear packaging is bad. Yes, clear packaging is very bad. Um, ideally, you want to do uh, glass, you know, so less interaction, um, avoid extractables and leachables of the materials of the container leaching into your product and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so clear is bad, plastic's bad. Yeah. I mean, not all plastic. So you mm-hmm. have to, you know, there's different um, high density, like for example, high density, high density polyethylene. Like that. <laughs> 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 all right. I just hate these acronyms too. I, well, I deal with four, five different industries and there's so many damn acronyms. So I'm always like, well, and I don't know what half of that stuff is. Whatever. Was, so there's, the, you know, well, Mara Gordon was like in PG or this, and I'm like, um, probably like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, does that mean? Yeah. yeah. No. So there, yeah. That, and I have to be mindful when using acronyms. That's what I was like trying to say because it's so easy to just know the acronym, but then forget what it actually stands yeah. for. But anyways, or forget your audience. Yeah. Forget like, your audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Top, as well as for topicals, um, how are you? How is it getting delivered? So are you sticking your finger in there? So you're gonna have, oh, from opening the jar, closing it. So again, air, light coming into mm-hmm. it, degrading it. Well, and the other thing too, like when I share my muscle rub with someone and they open the jar, I have to say, listen, it's one dip for per customer. Yeah. Like you put your finger in there once, it's not going back in. Like it grosses me out. <laughs> I was at going actually going back to my dispensary store yesterday. I always look at you know who oh, I hadn't seen this topical. I forget the name, and I and they're like, oh, we can have a sampler. Let me here you go. And it's this jar, and it's you know about a quarter of it's left. And I'm like, I'm just gonna smell it. I'm sorry, I don't want to dip my finger in there. 
And I and I said, I'm sure there's many fingers that haven't been dipped. And, and the guy's like, and the, the blood tender's like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. And so they do that at shows as well. You know, Ooh, some of the yes. shows. Some people, you know. Love the people that give the sticks, you know? Thank you, people. I do that me. because you taught me to do that. Well, and that's the thing. And so have a place for them to throw the damn thing away. Yes. <laughs> and so if they're not bothering to... If, if you're at a show or expensive, they're not bothering to think of those type of things. They're probably not thinking about the cleanliness and of their projection facilities, mm-hmm. you know, or just thinking a little bit more beyond like, let's just put cannabis in this product and sell it, you know, like there's different levels of that, you yeah. know, so, um, and this may be, well, as a cannabis gun for hire, you go into a lot of labs and a lot of facilities, are they stepping it up? Are there people that have you know, clean rooms and are doing it right? Or what's, what's the, what does it look like behind the scenes? Yeah, everyone, people, everyone is stepping up their game. And, um, usually what I've been, what I've seen, I've been very much impressed with the industry and everyone is trying to do their best. Like Mm -hmm. you say, you don't know what you don't know. So, um, if, but they're always open for air, for improvement Mm -hmm. because they want to have best practices and they want to get a consistent and good product out. I'll do an initial screening. Um, if a client's interested in my services, then I'll do a phone screening. And from that, I can usually gauge, mm-hmm. you know, are you running, you know, out of your kit, out of your bathtub, mixing up some, some things, you know, yeah. or, or not. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even interact. With yeah. You wouldn't entertain. Yeah. Yes. So I can't yeah. really tell you any shocking, dirty secrets of the cannabis manufacturing facilities. All as I know that, the clients that I've seen and I've interacted with, have, mm-hmm. you know, really want to do their best. And some are a little bit more on point than others, but everyone's moving into, um, you know, that trajectory. Well, and shit, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to hear dirty little secrets. No. Like, I want to feel like I can go in and feel confident buying the products yeah. that are out there. So I'm happy to hear that. But I do think that there needs to be more collaboration between industry professionals so, like, for example, there's this, um, there's ASTM standards, which is an international standardization um, body and involved in uh, many different industries. And um, D, I believe it's 3.7, they're involved in, they're starting up the cannabis um, space. And so, um, you know, in implementation of quality control procedures and practices and, you know, standards of, like, labeling of your products... This uh, is so yes. especially okay. Going back to the topicals example, mm-hmm. they'll say fifty milligrams of cannabinoids. Like, well, well, what the hell does that mean? You know, how big is your container? Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, is it makes what makes per mil is that? What's the concentration? Because that's going to mm-hmm. dictate the efficacy as right. well of your product. You know, there's no if I see three to one, is it three to one CBD to THC or? THC to CBD. Right. It, it switches off between between companies. Well, so and like isn't it supposed to be THC first, CBD second? I don't I mean, know. You, you tell me. Well, what about I mean, then throwing THCA and Delta 8 THC and like, well, you know, yes. we're going to start getting very creative with these ratios mm-hmm. the more we learn about these different cannabinoids and and yeah, we need to standardize that because people, yeah. you, you need to be, you know, you look at the back of, um, you know, food label that's standardized and how the order of, you know, how things are listed and how... Well, and that the graphic is the exact same thing on every packaged good. That way you just instinctively know where to look for what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So if you're brand new to using cannabis, you go to, 
you know, a dispensary, you're interested in a few edibles, you can like look at them back to back without having to bust out your calculator to see like what, you know, right. Or, you know, I, and that was the other thing. I'm very sensitive with edibles. So I was, I was shopping for that. I was specifically. She's the one that always <laughs> sell the edible stories. Do we need to do a side? <laughs> oh no. Oh, God. The people that listen to the podcast know exactly what you want. <laughs> Anyways, um, when, you know, and they'll say, oh, this is 180 milligrams of cannabinoids. Well, what is that one cookie? Is that five cookies? It's like, what am I getting? Like, what is Mm -hmm. is the dose? So there needs (laughs) to be more Is that one pretzel (laughs) stick or is that the whole bag? (laughs) Is that that one talking about Sicily? Oh, I no, I think I've told that story too. Okay, I might have missed that one. Yeah, yeah I think that one you've was been on the, a, you've been a cautionary edibles. tale a couple of yeah, times. Edibles. I am my tolerance is building up, but um, yeah. I'm still but still you don't know. And then the other thing is I get with edibles is um, probably a lot of people in the audience, uh, it might give you I, I think I find one brand that I love and then I don't know if it's I build a tolerance for it or whatnot, but then I'll get another batch and it's not hitting me the same or it's just not mm-hmm. right. So it could be inherent things in me if like I've eaten recently or not, or you know, if I'm tired or not. So these things play in the like all of external that variability, or is that some of the variability in their processing and their sourcing? That's well, like I mean, you know? they can have they can contract with the same farm, but it'd be two different crops of cherry exactly. cheesecake and it's going to hit you a little bit differently but the other thing too that i read that they're finding is that you do build up you do build up a tolerance for the different ones so you know when you go and you buy pot i know it seems like a great idea to get the eighth or get a quarter ounce get a gram of like four or five different things like that's the best way to consume pot yeah Oh, and so sit back your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> and then going back to packaging, don't keep it in those plastic baggies. Um, I'm kind of guilty of doing that. But I live in 300 square feet of nothing. I can't wait to have a space where I can have all my pretty jars that are not clear <laughs> and be able to put I all of it in. containers, you know? Just yeah. create more small containers and um, put the little Bovita packets in each one that I love. I love using those. And yeah. And that's what it's, you know, it just protects the glass jars. Again, reduces sort of the moisture ingress, mm-hmm. which will, you know, further increase the degradation of your, your the cannabinoids and, and the terpenes. Go. Green is ready. Um, it smells so good. And what did you say this smells again? The cherry cheese. Okay, that's what I thought. That's why when I seal. I don't often have to buy, just being in the industry, I don't have to buy cannabis that often, And but this is one I made a like big purchase. I just loved that, love the strain, so. Um, and it, I appreciate it, yeah. We're mixing our lip glosses. It's okay. We've <laughs> just read it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are, we're in the dispensary, we're looking on shelves, we're finding what we want and how to compare so yeah you've talked to us about the containers and the packaging labeling yeah like even like the i use the top example of topicals but even if you think of vape 
are the cartridges plastic or glass? You know, there's simple mm-hmm. rules of thumb to, to kind of follow. And it's just, you know, so as the saying goes, all that glitters isn't gold. And so it might have some nice buttoned up packaging, but dig a little bit deeper and, and see what if there's any science behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was a company that I reached out to that um, I did like, I really liked the texture of this topical and, um, but the, there's no claim of what the cannabinoid ratio is. So it could at be all? at all, at all, no, at all. And um, so it could be really low because when the reason I asked, it made me look is because the, the, the feel of the topical was very, would be very difficult to do with cannabis extract. And um, so I was just curious trying to do, okay, well, what concentration, like, how do they do this? And I didn't see, I asked an email, I sent an email, just a general inquiry, and I didn't even get a response. So again, beautiful packaging, dig a little deeper, ask some, you know, few inquisitive questions and, and you know, there, there you go. And, and you'll be, and the more you do it, the smarter consumers will get. Right. So I have a question. A lot of people that don't like cannabis, they've never had an affinity for the smell or the taste of it. They are flocking more towards some of these vape pens that have flavors. And I'm curious, like, are those good for us? You know, you get something that's like grapefruit mimosa or, you know, I'm just making shit up. But you know what I mean? Like, what's, what's the efficacy of these additional flavors and stuff that they're adding in? What does it do to us? All right. Well, um, actually, is that okay? well, it's a low. It's kind of a loaded question. I'm just trying to figure out like the best way to answer it because it also kind of ties well, in. Tell me why it's a loaded question because I'm just asking as a curious person. That's like, yeah, no, what is this doing? Because I'm thinking because it it very much touches in line with the um, work that I do in the nicotine e-cigarette space. Okay. And so there, I help um, U.S. companies. Uh, with compliance in, mm-hmm. in the EU through um, my partner um, in Beckett Associates. Mm-hmm. And so I'll do the formulation side of it. And, and I reviewed tons and tons of these e-liquid formulations that have are comprised of, of these flavorings. And um, the answer is it depends on what's used. You know, so a lot of these flavorings are food grade. So there's not um, there's very limited inhalation data on them. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more is now, you know, um, being developed and, and compiled, and research has given the popularity um, of e-cigarettes, and especially, especially in Europe, they've been a bit more diligent in terms, just because their regulation is um, further ahead mm-hmm. uh, uh, being implemented versus here. Um, but the U.S. is also get moving again more in a safety direction. So. Uh, with that have been discoveries of ingredients that should be taken out. So it really, I would say, yeah, some should be okay. And it's also the concentration that's being used. So there's a lot of um, factors that are hard to define, you know, uh, you know, is this e-liquid safe or is this, you know, flavoring safe in this e-liquid? Well, yeah, maybe under certain, you know, concentration, you know, we are exposed to toxins, pollutants all the time, but it's generally like a little lower level, Lovely. you know, just living in the city, the formaldehyde that I'm, in, you know, inhaling on a day-to-day basis, you know, compared to if 
I'm sitting in a hot boxing and it's, it's, it's just really, it's concentration, it's usage, it's what the ingredient is. It's so I can't really answer that question. I think in the, in the case of cannabis, I don't necessarily see the need to do that because you have terpenes. Right. It's unnatural. It, like we were just talking, we started, um, you know, we love tasting the rainbow, the firefly. Mm-hmm. Well, for nicotine, they don't have that. It's Right. And their taste buds are killed from, from all yeah. the smoking. So it's also, you know, just right. helping them transition from combustible cigarettes to um, vaping nicotine. First, I think for the sake of cannabis... The the plant already produces nice, tasty little. Yeah. <laughs> so why? So moral of the story is, is like vape flower <laughs> out of a firefly, <laughs> or just firefly. You need to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> or or if you're doing a cannabis extract, you know. So I work with Level is you know they're one of my favorite favorite co- collaborators. Yeah. And they put uh, they use cannabis derived terpenes mm-hmm. in the extract. Some people are using um, food drive, so you know that that keeps the cost down. And so it's again, and that's another question to ask if you're you know looking for vape. Right. You know, are these terpenes food or cannabis derived? And that'll okay. tell you a little bit more. So if yeah, you're, no, that's if great. you're comparing price and one's a little bit more but uses cannabis derived, well then there's your answer. You know, yeah. So. No, that's great. I That's good advice. That's good, simple advice. So the moral of that long story, <laughs> when if you are vaping and you're looking for a vape pen, ask if it's cannabis-derived or food-derived terpenes that are in there that are giving that pod the flavor that it is. Yeah. Okay. We can do yeah. that. <laughs> So what else? What else? Oh, so you've been working on some really cool stuff. I actually gave some of your um, CBD sublingual tablets Uh to my dad for Christmas Uh and um, told him that he needed to, you know, take one in the morning. I wanted him to take one in the evening. He's been forgetting a few things and it makes me a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I'm excited about what you've recently been working on. Do you want to tell everybody? Yes, I'm so excited because it's been a very um, long and challenging um, process, but I've learned a lot from it, and it's just been, um, yeah, that's my kind of my newest cannabis formulation baby, as I like to call it. So I, um, as I mentioned, Level, we have been collaborating on this project, and so Chris, the co-founder, he has um, a PhD in organic chemistry and is just like a ninja isolator he's just amazing and just a good guy and it's a wonderful team and so we've been applying we've been just merging our two different expertise to create this product and I'm coming from a formulation pharmaceutics um, background so he's also been teaching me a lot about um, cannabis and the intricacies of the different cannabinoids Mm -hmm. and so the first project because there's more in in development but this first one um, are these sublingual tablets and so when we say sublingual, that's below the tongue. So, uh, you know, tinctures are, that's, that's how tinctures are taken. Yeah. And, and it's, so the advantage of that is that the medicine gets absorbed immediately into the bloodstream. Now, if you were to eat something, swallow it, it has to go through your whole digestive tract. So it gets dissolved in your stomach and then has to go through the intestine and metabolize into the liver. And then it gets into your bloodstream. And it's going to make you feel differently because of that. Yeah. And because of that, it will also circulate longer through your body. That's why you feel high longer when you um, eat something versus uh, vaping, you know, uh, 
yeah, yeah, smoking sure. or something like that. So this is so the effect with sublingual delivery isn't going to be as strong as um, inhalation, but it will it also last longer. So it will think of it as a in between um, eating and smoking. Things get a little bit visual here as Dr. B tries to dumb some things down for me. So if you want to see this part, check it out on YouTube. So with that crazy uh, intro, so these are... <laughs> and then what's nice is these are a much more convenient um, delivery method than carrying a bunch of liquid tinctures around. And so with liquid tinctures... Yes. yes. And so... And, and especially in my suitcase. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that gets so annoying. Like, you know, I put them in a Ziploc baggie and then I'm like, oh, please don't break or don't leak or so. Yeah, yeah this is so much well, easier. And the other thing, um, solids have inherently um, better stability than liquid formulations. So you're also having a more stable formulation and a more um, convenient one to carry around. Okay. So the other cool thing about these are that if you, in comparison to say the tinctures, is that that's already a finished product. That concentration of cannabis is there. That um, that ratio, whatever it be, one to three, is already formulated. With mm -hmm. this, you can customize it right to however you want. Um, so we have so they're slow dose. So each cannabinoid, and there's so we have um, THC. So these are ca yeah. cannabinoid specific sublinguals. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so this is delta nine THC. Um, and then there's also... Well, so as we go, so Delta 9 THC, yeah. what's this going to do for someone? What's the importance of Delta 9 that's THC? Gonna make, that's what makes you feel high. That's okay. that standard, you know, that's what... Delta 9 THC, we want to get high. You want to get... We want to get high, but it also has medicinal of effects. Of course. But you want to get high. Okay. <laughs> or just Let's take the it. edge off. Really. Well, that's you know, what... Yeah. Just like, you oh, know, well, just with like a, a low dose. Dose. Like a low dose. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You, yeah, you'll... When I think high, I'm just thinking uh, high. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just want people to know because this three is psychoactive. Yes, three milligrams of THC does get some people high Absolutely. because they don't consume the way we do. Absolutely, and there was a day when that would have yeah. totally been my sweet spot. So. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually this is delta eight THC, which is a more unique cannabinoid. And this is mild. This also gets you high, but is less psychoactive than the Delta Nine THC. It's the diet version. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so this one also it has. So it's you know we call this one smooth. So it has relaxation properties to it. Um, I think my favorite combo has been one of each. Okay. So that's been that's been my sweet spot, and that was recommended to me by um, one of the. Uh, co-workers at, at level so he kind of found this ratio and this is we want to start kind of playing around because you can really yeah. have a lot of um creativity and maybe you know you want to switch it up and just yeah you never know like how you're feeling so well and so I only I tried some of these when they were in development but I haven't I haven't tried any of them since they're like final packaged so I'm really excited yeah. to give them a shot yeah I'll come up with my own little formula and city <laughs> Try one pink, one green. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing. They're um, color. They're formulated with different colors. So if you have them in your pill box, you can easily identify what they are. And very so, smart. Yes, yes. I appreciate that. And so I used um, natural colorants. Um, you won't. Some of them. So like 
um, freeze-dried blueberry, raspberry, and um, but you won't taste it. So it's just, they're not meant to, there's a mild um, minty taste to it, but they're not meant or designed to be your mint. They're meant to be your She's daily vitamin. And <laughs> you're getting all punished your little mint. <laughs> it's, it's not meant to be your daily mint, but it does taste like, like mint. Copy that. to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had to take a little casually baked intermission. <laughs> And my tea was cold. <laughs> so. Yes, reheat tea, potty breaks. They were trying to drink more water in 2018. It's, it's hard work, <laughs> you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you screen. I'll let you do the honors because I did it last night. Yes. Okay, so what are we smoking? Um, Island Mountain Organics Lemon yes. OG. No, it tastes really good. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that tastes really yeah, good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's one of my favorites too. I want to try that in the Firefly. Gosh, it's charging up right. Really nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, they do a good job. John um, is who who runs the, the farm is meticulous. I've seen him, you know. Yeah. With like a like a, a magnifying glass, just looking at everything in process. And so yeah, he's very very good. Love those guys. I dig it. Yeah. All right. So, so back to the yeah. So back to your um, sublinguals. You told us about delta eight, eight and, and delta, delta nine. nine. So these are the two um, psychoactive okay, uh, forms. Yes. So delta eight less than um, delta nine, and then the two non psychoactive forms are CBD, which are more and more prevalent in the industry more research yeah. is being done on, on CBD which has um, amazing anti-inflammatory properties and um, amongst another slew of, mm -hmm. of um, one of them being um, sleep and relaxation yeah another side note if you feel like you're too high from THC take some CBD and that will help mm -hmm. um, calm down the effects as well um, and then my new favorite cannabinoid is THCA, um, so we call this relief, um, and rightfully so because it's just helped. Well, weird um, hangovers, but yes, <laughs> that's you know that that is usually when you want some fast relief. But also, um, yeah, I had really bad menstrual cramps the other day, and I was just in like aching pain. I didn't even know if I could get out of bed. Um, it was mm. so bad; it just hit me, and I had it was a day. Actually, going to the Emerald Cup, I had to, I had to oh, go. Yeah. You remember I called mm -hmm. you, and um, I took some of these, and really, I was amazed at how much better I felt. And you know, I having lived in the UK, there's they have um, low dose like coating over the counter that you can get. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do, and and you have to. You know, you can't just grab it. It's behind the counter with the pharmacist, and I'll say, you know, don't take for more than three days. But I would usually, you know, I would take one or two to relieve it because I would get it sometimes really bad to the point where I'm maybe even throwing up. Mm -hmm. And so this is where cannabis is a perfect example as cannabis use has been replacing opioid use. Now, yeah. I wouldn't say I had an addiction or anything. I took one or two because I had pain, and that's the only thing that, that helped. Right. And so, um, but it is, it does work. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, any sort of headache, pain relief, THCA is, is a really good one. And so, and then going back to this, this is, you know, you can really get creative and play around with these different ratios and combinations. And, you know, in the morning, you might not want 
any of the THCs and, you know, have your CBD, THC um, yeah. morning, you know, um, medication well, in the evening? Like. I totally believe as cannabis as a multivitamin, and this is the first product that I've seen that really allows you to play with that. Yeah. You know, I take a magnesium pill in the morning. I take a hyaluronic acid pill in the morning. And now I can take my THCA pill in the morning and my CBD. And I actually do take the THC <laughs> in the morning as well. But it's like it's part of my vitamin regimen. Yeah. And it's a way to get the benefits of cannabis without ever having to smoke it, without having to eat something that has calories in it. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's doing this, what, like, 30 diet whatever I'm like yeah I have no idea I I don't diet I don't no and that's the other thing about cannabis I have not had any problems regulating my weight since I became a meticulous cannabis consumer like just smoking pot when I lived in Austin you know I was still heavier but I also drank a lot and ate a lot of queso yeah well the other one actually forgot the little packet but um we have thcv as well which is shown to have yes. appetite suppressant yes so speaking of weight loss so that one's coming out. i mean that's a harder cannabinoid to source mm-hmm. so you know um that will be the most expensive one yeah yes yeah, so, so you know thc mm-hmm. you know plants are <laughs> bred yeah. to express a lot of thc so um so th- yeah the, the cost of these different um boxes will range on on the uh, cannabinoid but you know you find you you take a THC and maybe a more expensive one. You can, you know, mm-hmm. work it around that. And these are not cost prohibitive, prohibitive whatsoever. Right. And um, if you think about down the line and like sort of the, you know, uh, illness prevention that you're incorporating mm-hmm. in your lifestyle, it's just, yeah, yeah it's just um, yeah. Maybe you can pass along a consumer tip to level and see if they'll put them together in like, you know, the full pack where I want all of them, so can I get a little bit of a discount if I buy all of them together? You know, like the pro pack? Well, I think you just told them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love it, because they're, they're all in a sleeve together. Yeah, well, that was the idea, actually, to, to provide the, well, they're all color, mm-hmm. color-coded, I forgot if I had already said that or not, but... Each one is a different color, so if you have it there, you know exactly which one you're picking, you know, assuming you remember the color it is, but yeah. but that was part of the rationale for doing that, mm-hmm. so um, that they would all come in one kit, but now it's, here you can really, gives it more flexibility, because we also yeah. want to get more data on what peop, what's working for people, mm-hmm. what's not, and it's, you know, there's, it's sort of a, going back to that feedback um, loop and information mechanism, so yeah. when we produce this, and so this is, allows for very customizable um you know medication yeah and i love it i fix or whatever so i'm really excited about it i've been you know like i've been using the the test pills all of my a while (laughs) now you're my number one guinea pig always (laughs) so no it's been fun and it's been um for me it's been very exciting and a lot more challenging than i expected would be because you know this is a low dose um tablet and so I didn't think that the influence of the cannabinoid would have such an impact on the tablet properties. And I'm just, I mean, I'm just uncovering some more surprises, and that's what I just love about this research and this plant. And so, yeah, yeah it's been it's been a really really fun and well, and the fact that you are so meticulous and you love the plant so much, and 
you are constantly refining and making not only the product better, but, you know, adding such benefit to the team and all of your insight was why it's been so much fun for me to work with you on our muscle rub. Yeah. And um, we already have quite a few people um, in the audience as well as people that would never listen to my podcast who are huge fans of the muscle rub and, and being able to push this out into just my close knit friends and family network where I can constantly go back and ask, what are you using it for? How is it helping you? And it's been so fun to get feedback for it helping gout and knee replacement surgery pain, like the muscles in Katie's leg. She was like just everything trying to counter and help with the knee. She was like, my legs just ache. She like sent me this voicemail like, please put something in the mail. I'm out. I'm dying. Well, I even got out too. (laughs) And one of my friends, Lupus, I mean, she, you know, she keeps on at work. She keeps on by her bed and triathletes (laughs) are finding it working for them. So it's so great. But I want you to talk a little bit more about how it came to be and why everything that's in there is so important. And then, you know, why we're not. Why it's not out yet. Yeah, it's not out of the out, out into the <laughs> yes. unleashed yet. Well, yeah. So the muscle rub was probably years of development. Now, not specifically on this muscle rub alone, but yes. Um, going back to when I was living in Europe, and you know, formulating is my passion. It's what I do. It's what I studied. Um, but I felt, but also yoga and wellness and. Is, is as well, and I felt that working for the pharma industry sort of was a conflict of those those two worlds, and so I found solace in formulating natural skincare products in mm-hmm. my kitchen, and so um, I started back in 2013, 2014, researching, and then when I moved to Manchester, where you have a lot of rainy days, <laughs> you keep yourself occupied, can't always go um, to the it's pub. It's a very Manchester day today. Yeah, you would say Mancunian day. Oh, Mancunian <laughs> day. Um, and so that's when I just started ordering uh, oils and essential oils and just playing around um, with different options and it was helpful. I lived in an amazing little hippie community yeah. and so there was a lot of other products I could research and you know mm-hmm. just starting to hone in more on this area and what's being done and the challenges and it's hard it's hard to make a natural a skincare product all natural good it's you know has inherently there's variability in it and you know just can mm-hmm. use these you know strong preservatives and antioxidants and all that stuff. Well, it's kind of the fun challenge of, like, getting back to basics. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so fast forward, you know, I was always, you know, making different balms and scrubs and stuff for friends, Mm -hmm. and then I move over here, and then we start really honing in and working on this um, cannabis uh, muscle rub together, And, and so we, you know, um, based on your market feedback and, and the things that you saw and what I know you... Yeah, I, so I think, you know, basically what I had done was tested every muscle rub I could find in California and Colorado, and there was just one that I really loved, and unfortunately it was in Colorado, and I'm in California, and so 
was like, Monica, this is what I know here. Be smart and diligent and make something freaking awesome. <laughs> then she got started with these basics, and then I got to just be the the test, yeah, yeah, the yeah. test study and and all the different scents and yeah. formulas. And so the list of ingredients is on the website, yeah. but like you meticulously chose. I did. So, you there. know, I was focusing on anti-inflammatory. That's, that's what I wanted to hone in on. And, um, you know, CBD, as we mentioned earlier, is, is shown good and pain relieving anti-inflammatory properties, but so are other ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it has a high concentration of Arnica in there as well. Um, you know, I, through my yogic training, also studying some Ayurveda and some of the ingredients that use that. So um, I put chalmukra oil in there. It's been used in Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine for um, actually such a uh, leprosy. So it has good skincare properties. Yeah, so. nice. Um, and, and so just, you know, taking time to research what's going in there. I mm-hmm. see so many, if I look at the back of ingredients, so many you, Me Too ingredients, nothing with a little bit more, hmm, why is that, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of, that's really what I tried to do, and so in that research, it took a little bit longer, and then also as part of my research of, you know, just general skincare formulation, you think of, you know, natural absorption enhancers, and those, you know, terpenes and terpenoids found in specific essential oils, so, you know, the challenge was getting those 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 terpenes that I wanted in the formulation to help pull in and absorb the um, the CBD, uh, finding that in the right ratio of a nice scent, and mm-hmm. so I also wanted oh, to make it a huge thing. For uh, me. Yeah, that took the scent took forever because I wanted to make it gender neutral. I wanted to make it complex but not too busy and balanced. You know, with you know mm-hmm. base, medium, and top notes, and when you smell it, so. Um, I'm really proud of it. And so, I, you know, I, I was at a conference last year, and I was using I opened it up, and these guys next to me, they're like, that smells amazing. I'm like, well, thank you. I mean, yeah. But it, that's the point. I wanted it to appeal to both to both genders, too, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not... We all suffer from pain. Like, well, and one of the other things that was really important to me when we were creating this, besides the scent, was, I guess it's called just Glide. Glide. Like, how good the glide was because I use it in my massages and when I would take other topicals they would almost use the whole jar because it took so much because it was hard to like rub into my body and so I'm like okay you only use the topical on my shoulders under my shoulder blades like because I was trying to preserve it and then the smell would get so overwhelming yeah. That I was like, shit, like, I can't even take the smell yeah. anymore. It's so menthol Yeah. And then, you know, so we even got our massage therapist involved yeah. with this. Yeah. And, and so Drea, yeah, would use this during my massage. And and a lot of times, you know, in the beginning, there were some scents that I was like, okay, I can't take it for this long. But then this one, like, this is perfect. <laughs> And Dre was like, the glide is amazing. <laughs> and so anyway, I've just been, I've been a personal user. I mean, I'm patient zero. So yeah, is that what they yeah. would call it? <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm like, I feel like this was made exactly for me. Mm. And if I'm going to use it, I feel comfortable yeah. spreading the word and like I mean, yeah, this doing a shameless plug on my podcast. I mean, it. I sent out 
you know, as best as I could, I know I'm self-funded, these blind clinical studies where I reached out to my friends and said, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you different samples. I need your feedback and just which one worked, which were trying to hone in on concentrations and, you know, there, and also stability data, you know, those first batches, yeah. they were separating and I'm like, can't have that. Cause that's yeah. the whole reason I, I'm looking at the industry. I'm like, I can do better because I am seeing topicals that separate or crystallize or there's that layer of you know oil and mm-hmm. it's like it needs to be on point and so the last stretch of this development is finding a manufacturer now because mm-hmm. as you know I've been poo-pooing on like stipping your finger in here but so it's been a challenging I, I refuse to put our topic or my topical in um just your another standard me too packaging not just from a novelty yeah. but from a like an efficacy and a stability per perspective. So mm-hmm. um, putting it, so the first time it gets dispensed, that's the first time it's exposed to the air and your yep. skin. Um, mm. You know, since bacteria for fingers. It's and all so of important. Stuff. So we've we've honed in on, and we're you know that's the final stretch. But you know, it's in yeah, it's been a good lessons along the way. But um, but so once it's once it's done, it's well, like our, you know, it's been a few years in the making, and it's just making right decisions and not just, you know, pushing out whatever. Right. You know. Yeah. And I think now is even more important as it's getting more and more crowded. This this this. Yeah. Year, you know. And so right now, the muscle rub that you're purchasing is made with this woman's hands. Like <laughs> we're batch producing it right now, and so that's. That's another part that I love is that, you know, it's it's small right now. It's in, you know, in these jars with our little sticker on it. I mean, it's so, it's so simple right now, but it's just these two girls right here <laughs> doing it. So it is pretty fucking simple, but it's like complex and amazing at the same time. And I'm really proud of it. I think it's amazing. I don't think there's anything better on the market and... I'm proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> you got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colored lights. Well, thank you for hanging out with me, and I hope y'all have enjoyed getting to know Dr. V. And you will learn more about Dr. V in an upcoming episode where we are going to talk about cannabis and mindfulness and yoga in the meantime thanks thanks for hanging out thanks for getting casually baked with us (laughs) happy 2018 bye casually baked the podcast was created recorded produced edited by the team of just joe our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend seth walker If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Head on over to the show notes for more info at casuallybaked.com backslash blog. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.